Welcome to Under the Hood Podcast. In this podcast, we pop the hood and give you an inside look at the hows and whys of our ministry here at Cornerstone Church. I'm Michael Knave, your host. It is an absolute joy to welcome you to this episode of our podcast. And if you've been around Cornerstone for any length of time at all, you know what I know, that week after week, it's like we have the privilege of participating in a top-notch Christian worship event week in and week out. And today, we have the privilege of having the guy who leads the team, our worship pastor, Dustin Keel. Dustin, it is so good to have you here with me. I'm excited. Excited to sit down and talk. And and it's it's been a minute. Like You and I got to do episode three. We were talking about this tension between excellence and vulnerability. And, and so we had a great conversation right. there. And uh, then just this past week, we celebrated eight years yeah. of you being on our team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, some some pretty yeah. crazy stories. Um, Nathan invited you to participate in a what we called back then a worship internship. That's right. Yeah. But then he said something about two other guys had yes. to turn him down. Yes. Yes. And then Ali had like, what, 40 some job applications because you were headed to Nashville. Like you, that's right. That's the year you got married. And then you that's guys right. were going to move off to Nashville. Yeah. Crazy story of how I came to be uh, a part of the team here. Um it was a thing where Nathan approached me and said, hey, would you be interested in this opportunity? I'm asking because, um, you know, I just want to know. I've already offered it to two other guys. They would both have to tell me no. But if they do, <laughs> should I come to you with it? I, I, sure. If they say no, then, then and that's how it happened. It's crazy. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, my wife had applied to 40 different jobs yeah. uh, in Nashville. And her prayer was, God, like, make it so clear. Ooh, where we're supposed to be. Yes. And, sh- and so she heard nothing back, not a single word from 40, 40 employers. So, yeah. And she's an incredible wow. teacher. She's like, amazing. she's awesome. She's, she's awesome. Yes. And so, and so here it is. God had to shut 40 doors, get two other individuals to turn Nathan yeah. down. So you <laughs> could be his third choice to the prom. Yeah, is yeah. that kind of, kind of what it was, you know? Uh, and so, okay, okay. Just incredible now to see what's happened over the last eight years mm. as you not only did that internship, but stayed. You not only mm. stayed, but now it's your ministry. Mm. Like you wow. lead our worship ministry. And uh, so, so back when we talked before, we we're talking about vulnerability and excellence. And then in another episode, episode 14, I talked about how I put sermons together. Yeah. So we'll have like a series okay. and the sermons and how we do all that. And today, what I want us to talk about is how do you put a worship service together? So week sure. after week, inviting us into the presence of God, like how does that even happen? So yeah. take us to the beginning. How, how does a worship service get put together at Cornerstone? So we kind of pick up the torch from you um, mm-hmm. and, the, and, and the planning that you put into series that are coming up and the messages that are going to be a part of that series as you kind of sit with the Lord on that. Um, and then we get your outline, yep. your notes, and we take it and we have a meeting with uh, the leadership of the worship team and sort of just like look look at that at kind of a 
I don't know, in like a macro level where it's like, okay, what is this series about? Yeah. Um, and we might build a song bank from that. Like, here are some songs that I feel like really connect with the heart of the series. Um, and then we'll go more granular and look at each week. Like, what's the text that's being taught on that week? And what's, um, what do we get from the notes that you've given us about kind of where you sense the Lord taking that that message and yes. kind of that service? Where is it heading and what's it trying to, to say to the people? And then we try to just pick songs that amen that message um, and give people an opportunity to respond in ways that really harmonize with that. Yes. Um, and so it's it's like very logical in some ways. It's like, uh, you know, some songs seem like obvious choices because the lyrics say certain things. And other times it, it feels very spirit led. It's like kind of a a combination of those kind of two feelings when we're in that space trying to plan. Yeah. That's kind of the overview of kind of how we approach it. That's, yeah. that's really helpful. Now, now you mentioned a song bank. Yeah. How do songs get in the bank? You know, how, how mm. do you choose? Is it, you know, it has to be a top 100 on some Christian chart? Are there certain, how, how do you choose a song that is readily available to be placed in a worship service? There is, there's just so much great worship music out there. And so um, I'm glad I'm not the only person that's uh, leading this team. So there's like several of us who are just, just listening, just kind of keeping an ear out for um, new good stuff. And there are, there are certain artists that we tend to like um, just jive with their stuff. Right. If they have a new release, we want to make sure we check it out. Um, But the reality is like, there's so much music that we love that we don't get to do. And the reason is um, we need songs that cover sort of different ground that um, that cr- create opportunity for different types of response and connection to the Lord. And okay. so we might really love a song, but we've already got four songs in our repertoire that sort of <laughs> say the same thing. Right. And so, you know, we'll listen to it at home in our private devotional time, but yes. it won't it won't get to be introduced in the congregational setting. Um, so mostly I'll say songs get added to our rep as we, the team, sort of like hear them, listen to them and say like, oh, I think this one either covers some new ground or, yes. um, or it says something, it, it fills a slot where maybe we need a, a fresh song. Like the songs that we usually use in that space maybe are getting a little bit stale. Okay. And so we just want to refresh it. And kind of, yeah, I'd say those two scenarios are the lion's share, represent the lion's share of how songs get added. Right. Yeah. Uh, th- that's really helpful to to understand. Um, and just the, the reality of there there being some great worship songs out there mm-hmm. and, and and some are great and 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 still won't make it into our lineup publicly, but would be in private worship. That that's really, really helpful to understand. Now, jump in there and speak to this incredible level of excellence that Mm. your team presents songs, opportunity to worship, like truly week after week. And, 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 And just to be clear about this, your team is, is a group of incredible volunteers. Mm. I mean, you're on staff to lead us in worship. Uh, Rochelle's a brand new resident, which mm. we're really excited about. We have Chef Snee on staff 
but her job is mostly behind the scenes. Right. So in general, we are being led by this incredible group of volunteers. Like we don't have this professional band that we brought in from right. Nashville right. to lead us. And they are fabulous. I mean, just the level of excellence that that is presented, it is so inspiring. Yeah. Uh, what do you tribute the level at which your team presents at? I think there are like, there are a few things that I would mention if I was going to talk about that. And one of them is that we're talking about mature fruit of a long process that led oh, to this point. Yes. I think um, that's that's an important thing to recognize. Another thing is that um, they're gifted people. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who are truly gifted in this way, serving on on the worship team. And in a lot of churches, you have people who are doing it because um, they saw a need and nobody else was doing it, and that is a noble thing to do. Yes. And w- but we are blessed to be in a position where um, we get to be served by people who are like gifted and called specifically in this lane. Um, and then there, there's a culture development that we we work together. All of us are working on our skills and abilities, investing in them and and seeing them grow. And so over time, it just increases. And the thing that makes that possible um, is something that I inherited. <laughs> mm. And that's a culture on the team of real humility. Yeah. Um, people, nobody on the team has has an ego. Nobody's like thinks that they've arrived and is too good to like keep growing and take lessons and that kind of thing. Like there are people who, who I'll talk about singers sing on our platform who, who are like album quality Mm. and they take lessons regularly. And so, yeah, I think it's, I think it's like a combination of all those things, the character, the culture, the gifting, and then just the patience with the process, the commitment to the process, um, yields some good fruit. Yes. Oh, it does. That, that is that, that is really helpful to understand and and appreciate um, that humility that then leads to development that then bears fruit. Describe for those of us who are a little bit curious. Uh, I yeah. mentioned Chesney and and some of the tools she gets to offer mm-hmm. to vocalists, and then you have development process for musicians uh, who have an instrument. Can you give us just a little taste of what's happening behind the scenes as those individuals are developing their gift? Yeah. So for anybody who is even interested in worship ministry, interested enough to audition, Mm -hmm. um, we take time to evaluate their skills and to point them forward on, on their journey. Like, here's what you need to take the next step to improve, to grow. And some of those people don't yet meet the threshold to serve on our team. Some of them do. Um, and, and once you're at that point where you meet the threshold to serve on our team, um, we invest financially in your development. Mm. We, we pay for some resources. So for our instrumentalists, we're, we're lucky to live in an age where there is just so much available. Um, there's a resource called Worship Online. There are um, different online kind of training resources where you can you can basically take lessons right yes. and so we we pay for that for instrumentalists we pay for that for our vocal team um but the expectation is like you're going to use it <laughs> you're going to yes. do it um and then Chesney and I both have been certified as vocal coaches and so we do voice lessons with team members um and I, we just we're passionate about 
giving people everything they need to be successful and to continue to grow. Um, so I think I think I touched on kind of the major major things that we offer. Yes, there, but yeah, we try to support when, when you have those individuals who are gifted and who are 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 humble, will, willing to grow the the fruit that mm-hmm. comes from gifted individuals stewarding the gift that God has given them is absolutely in, incredible. Yeah, yeah. It, talk to us about flexibility in a worship service. As, yeah. as a preacher, yes. I'm regularly asked, do you ever change your sermon? So when you present a worship service, the songs have been chosen, you use some technology to support, lights are programmed, you know, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. How how do you make a change if the Holy Spirit prompts you or stops you or nudges you to say something? Talk to us about flexibility in being led by the Spirit to lead us in worship. Yeah. So we invite the Holy Spirit in from the beginning um, as a part of the planning process. And we mm. believe that he directs us as we plan. Um, and one of the ways that we just marvel at that uh, showing up is that sometimes we'll plan a service and you'll feel nudged to make a change, like a left turn or yes. whatever. And it's insane how well the teaching and the music still align. It's just, it's almost comical. And it's like, well, the Lord saw it coming. So yes. he wasn't surprised. Um, but when we're talking about a specific service, when we look at sort of the, the the plan, the flow, the layout of how things are set to go, you can sort of visualize it. And there is a sensitivity to, oh, this might be a place where... Um, where there's some flow, where the Lord might want to do something spontaneous. Mm, and so yes. um, all the time we're trying to listen, but there are some places ahead of time that we're kind of sensitized to like, okay, this this may be a place where we just need to kind of pay attention um, because more might be um, going on than we, than we know. So uh, in a given weekend, we, we have three services, yes. you know, Friday, Sunday, Sunday, and depending on just how we feel the spirit leading, they may look very different from mm-hmm. one another. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, we're, we're trying to listen and it's, it's funny, like, and you probably sense this too, when something really works in a service, there's this temptation to like want to reproduce it. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, but I think like we're trying to learn how to, to let the Lord be dynamic and let him do specific things uh, in specific services where certain people are present that he wants to do mm-hmm. that thing in, and maybe not another time. And it's a learning thing. We're trying. We're still trying to learn. It is. I really appreciate you sharing that tendency, that temptation to try to reproduce it because I do the exact same thing in a sermon. It'll be like, oh, that was so good. How do I redo that? And sometimes I force it mm. too much. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really appreciate you. You share in that. Um, how about production? Yes. Alex Crane over our production team. What an incredible group of gifted individuals mm-hmm. as well. 
How does worship leading and production go hand in hand? I think in the past, I made the mistake of saying, oh yeah, production's really good if you don't know they're there. Mm. And now I'm realizing, no, Michael, we are multi-sensory beings, you know, uh, sights and sounds and everything with the human, our senses is a beautiful expression, can be a beautiful expression of our worship. Um, how, How does worship and production, how do you and Alex do that together? We have a wonderful relationship with each other, and we really defer to each other in our areas of expertise. Um, and so it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, so much trust there. Um, I'm passionate about that team because I think I think many people can think of them as uh, kind of show and like they don't have spiritual substance. Mm. They might be tempted to think that way. Right. And I, I just recall like the images of the tabernacle and how the directions that were given by God um, were for this place that had vibrant colors and gold and ornate designs. And it was about creating a space that engaged the senses, just like you said, Yes, created a sense of awe Mm -hmm. that in this room, like this is a unique space. This is a special place. Um, So what they're doing is important. And it started, it was God's idea. (laughs) Yes. Um, And they work so very hard. Um, I was watching a an online service back this last week and just really marveling at people who, again, are gifted mm-hmm. in that area. Yes, they are. Um, and the ways that they've leveled up that experience for those who like that weekend, th- their church experiences online, it's broadcast, mm-hmm. um, but there's care taken to serve them and yes. yeah, just respect them so much. I don't know if I really answered your question, but... Um, I love collaborating with them. Yes. There are times when uh, I want a little more time on the platform and Alex has to tell me no, and I just have to say, okay, <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, to, yeah, your opening phrase of we defer to each other in mm-hmm. our areas of expertise, like there's incredible respect, one team to the other, one leader to the other. What a beautiful place to mm. start. And as you, yeah, you called out the, the tabernacle, multi-sensory from the beginning. Right. And yes, sure, we add new technology to it as we go, but the same principle in right. play, yeah. invited in a multi-sensory way to, to worship the Lord, which takes us to our next series. Yes. We have a new one coming yeah. up, which you and I were working on yesterday. Yes. Really stoked about that. What What are you excited about in this next season for our people as they worship in in a new series, uh, new teachings? What hmm. What's coming up that uh, that you are excited about? I am so excited for our people to get to learn um, and be invited to grow mm-hmm. and in what their their worship life looks like. Yeah, I think that so many people are stuck inside a box because. Um, they just lack training and teaching in this area that um, there is such richness available to people. Um, if they'll just take a look at kind of the biblical precedent yeah. for, man, what, is this, what does this look like? This whole like worship thing, mm-hmm. what's it meant to be? And I know it's going to challenge some folks and it's going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> That's the nature of following the Lord, right? <laughs> like we're We're over and over again, called out of our comfort zone into more. And I think that that's what this worship series could be for individuals, for our church on a larger scale. And um, yeah, I think it's an opportunity just for blessing. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, in in our meeting yesterday, just to begin to sense where where God is leading us in in this series in this next season is so exciting. It will be stretching for mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. and as you said, I mean that's part and parcel to following mm-hmm. the Lord in Him taking us with Him where He wants us to go. I am so thankful you stayed right here in Southern Illinois. I'm so thankful that God shut those 40 doors on Allie. Me too. (laughs) So that you guys could stay here and lead us. Dustin, one of the things I most appreciate about the way you lead our worship services is your desire to see others using their gifts, Mm. developing them to their fullest extent. Mm. You willingly share the platform. You willingly Mm. place other people in positions where they thrive, they use their gifts, they inspire us to worship the Lord, and under your leadership, they are thriving, our people are thriving, we are worshiping God. Thank you for your leadership here. I, too, am excited about this next season. It's a joy to serve with you. It's a joy to follow Jesus with you. 